What's cracking, everybody? Happy uh, Thursday, 325-21, 6.36, out here in the dorm, Far Par, Champaign-Urbana. Uh, today was a weird day in the market, and, you know, of course, you're probably thinking, it was weird because yesterday you were saying, oh, there's all this fear, there's all this fear, and then what'd the market do? The market freaking, you know, the, the buyers came in, just took over the sellers, and we had a nice day, and we were, you know, it looked like it, you know, the market could break down and go to a lower level, but that didn't happen. But it was weird because, you know, the dollar was strong. You know, the treasury auction today was not too great. So, um, yeah, I'll get into, you know, what, what I'm looking at, what I'm seeing. And, uh, yeah, so do your thing. You know, skip this. But I got to go through the disclaimer right now. Okay, I'm a student. Love the markets. These are my views. Not a financial advisor. Not recommending or selling investments. You know, just like to talk about this. Um, and then also... Uh, do your home before you invest. All investments are subject to potential profit, potential loss. You're not a financial advisor, not recommending anything here. So let's get to the action. You know, would the spy do? Uh, what, and when I say when I say spy, I mean S and P 500. Would that do? Well, we were up 52 bips on the S and P 500. Uh, Dow Jones up 62 bips. And if I said 52%, I meant 52 bips. But I think I said 52 bips. And you know, QQQ, the Nasdaq. I uh, had a good day too. It was up. Sorry, I'm trying to find it here. Up. Oh, I had a good day. It was up 12 bips. Uh, you know, it was it was it was getting hammered earlier. We're down like 80 bips at the open, I believe. Um, so nice rally. And then the Russell 2K just coming back, having a beast day, up 2.29 percent. And you know, this is after I'm talking about all the fear going on in the marketplace, and investors just shook it off. And you know, one thing that I think that probably could have been uh, reason for that was just this whole, you know, Suez situation. But, you know, if you look at the price of oil, like oil is actually down. But, I mean, it, I, the whole Suez situation brings over this whole, like, reflation trade. Uh, you know, yields were higher today. Um, you know, they opened low. Treasury auction wasn't too great. And then the yields were finished a little higher. And so what would that what that cause? Well, the market actually is going up on higher yields now, which is a, a surprising to me. And you know, I'll get I'll get in this whole talk that Powell is in the Federal Reserve is literally in a corner because you know, if they let rate if they let yields go up, then you know the economy's gonna implode on itself. But they keep them too low for too long, you know. That we're gonna have no growth in the economy, so it's like, what do you do, man? And you know, you want to start providing like checks to Americans and stuff like that. Well, then you're just gonna get hyperinflation. Um, so, so all interesting points there. You know, the Fed. What can we do? You know, we can do yield curve control, but you know, it's just gonna exacerbate the financial bubbles, cause a panic. You know, people are like, where's the growth gonna come from? You know, we need higher yields to attract more investors. Uh, into bond markets so you know they actually get a yield instead of a negative yield on their bond so you know these these are all uh interesting interesting macro pictures that i'm starting to come come to the conclusion of um i'm going to give a big in-depth report on housing you know housing you know i've been ranting on that and just telling you that it's complete you know bs that we're seeing a, a major recovery uh just you know i'll say this before i started off you know to get your attention look the uh, federal housing mortgages spiked from 17 uh delinquency rate spiked up uh 17.5 percent in january in february up 17 percent from january okay like seriously delinquent loans 
sorry, my freaking computer's messed up, uh, jumped more than 18, uh, 11% from January. Okay. So like, this is a new record, you know, these delinquency rates, these, uh, forbearances, extensions on, on, on housing is really going to come to start to affect the market. You know, once, you know, these exemptions go away, these rent exemptions and these mortgage extensions, um, you know, this can really start to cause some pain in you know, the housing market. And I'll get into the numbers because they're not too pretty, but you're not hearing about this, you know, on the news, they're not talking about it. And, you know, <sighs> there's a lot of things brewing under the surface that people are not paying attention to. And, you know, that's why I thought, you know, the market today around like 12, we're like pretty much trading flat here. We dipped down. I'm like, Oh, it's going to break down and sell off. No, the buyers came in. So, all, all very interesting things to say. So I'm going to go through, you know, do my little stock thing here, uh, go through all the names. So as I said, Dow up 62 bips, S&P up 52 bips, you know, uh, the GDX up 19 bips. And, you know, that's pretty weird to me why gold, like why the miners were up. I, I, they're pretty much moving with the market because, you know, when the, when the gold gold miners at their low was around like 2.30 and, you know, 1.30 our time. And the market just came back with it. But if you look at GLD, actually, which is like tracking the actual physical gold price, well, paper gold, but, you know, it tries to mirror gold. You know, we opened up pretty uh, pretty big today because, you know, the dollar had a low open. If you look at it, you overlay a GLD chart and a dollar chart, they move in the exact opposite position. You know, the dollar just rallied throughout the day. We opened up low on the dollar and, and GDX did the exact opposite. <laughs> um, so, I mean, sorry, GLD, but GDX actually was moving more with the market. So... That's interesting to me. The real the real yields on the uh, longer end bonds all were up today, and the dollar was up. So, going to be bad for gold. So my question is, why is the market not react following that? Like that's kind of weird. When you see a strong dollar, the market's up. I'm thinking, what? You know, that's the weak do- weaker dollar. And when I say weaker dollar, you know, if the dollar crashes, that's not good for stocks. But typically, the market likes to see a weaker dollar. Um, so. All interesting things there to that I'm just I'm 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 noticing I can't talk. Um so the VIX gotta talk about her. The VIX was down six point five six percent today, which is just upsetting, sad to see. Well not really, but you know, because we're still we're still you know the VIX is still elevated, but it's we're below twenty dollars. We finished at nineteen eighty one, broke down below twenty. I mean considering the high on the day was twenty three fifty five, you know, there was some you know panic in the this morning. You know, the futures open I woke up and they're down fifty bips and you know we finish up on the day. So is this a dead cat bounce? Or uh you know is this gonna be a sustained rally? Is the S P gonna go break four thousand? Uh, truly at this point, I'm more on the side of a dead cat bounce just because of the action you saw in the treasury markets and, you know, the dollar being strong. Like that's, uh, not too good for stocks, not too good for commodities, this whole reflation, uh, idea. So that's my thought there. Um, so we'll get into now we're going to get in. Yeah. Oil down 3% for almost 4%. Um, you know, on off that Suez news, you know, there's going to be, there's a lot, I'll get into that, but there, this, this is going to cause major, major supply chain effects. You know, almost 20,000 ships pass through, uh, the Suez like annually, and it transports five to 10% of like all the seaborne oil. So, you know, it, there's major f- supply chain effects that are also going to ripple around the world. And you know, I think that people aren't really taking that into account right now. Um, and, you know, it's going to cause prices just to rise on everyone. <laughs> You see shipping costs are going to go through the roof. Um, 
And, you know, that's uh, uh, probably not a do- too good of a thing for a vulnerable economy. You know, people, I mean, I mean, I just think it's uh, it's all, it's not, not great news at all. And you know, the oil markets are showing that you've got potential lockdowns coming, supply chain problems. Sounds a whole lot like March of 2020. Okay. Um, well, lockdowns for Europe, I should say. Uh, banks up 1.68%, you know, shru- do, do loving those higher uh, rates today. So they're going to be up. Will the rates stay stay this way? I I don't think so. Um, XLK technology up six bips, so flat on the day. You know, tech is getting sold off pretty 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 hard, and um, yeah, uh, TLT twenty year Treasury bond down eighty bips. You know, you look at the chart on it; it's pretty much inverse of the dollar. Pretty much mirrors the price of gold, um, and. Yeah, you know, but as I said, yields were doing yields were doing good today, so the bonds are going to do bad. You know, inverse correlation between yields and bonds. So that's something I'm going to be watching out for. You know, TLT. You saw a lot of people flock to it over the past week. The weekly chart looks nice, and you know, I expect this to continue. Today was a slight bump. You know, the auction was not too great, and that auction pretty much moved the market, moved the yields higher. Um. So yeah, I can get into the treasury auction in a little bit here. Energy, you know, we opened up pretty low, at like forty-seven, uh, seventy-eight. We finished at forty-nine, twenty-one. Nice price action there. The buyers showed up in the energy sector. Good to see that. Tesla, pretty choppy all day. Finished up one point six one percent on the day. Um, so you know, interesting there. Marijuana up one point nine four percent, almost two. Corn down fifty-nine bips. Soybeans down fifty-three bips. Wheat down one point eight three percent. You look at the one-week wheat chart. You know, it's not too great. Wheat's actually been coming down quite a bit over the past month same with uh you know i believe corn so if you want to go mess around in these you know i'm not recommending you to do anything but if i had extra money and i had it could trade futures because i don't want to go into these crappy etfs that you're going to charge me high fees uh maybe i would do that because you know i i think that you know corn wheat soybean you know this if you're about the whole inflation i'm about it long term i'm about the whole inflation long term um, I think it's more disinflation right now that's going on, to be honest with you. I don't want to call it deflation. It's you know more of a disinflation, but that's going to come. Inflation will come with it down the road, and it'll be insane inflation. But um, so I, I like the food. I like the I like the food trade. Um, silver SLV actually was up 22 bips. Um, so not nearly as affected by this dollar move, not nearly as affected by the move in yields as gold was, but you know, nonetheless, only up 22 bips. So you know, kind of choppy. And if you look at the one month, one week chart, one month chart on silver, the SLV tracking the price of silver here, we're still down quite a bit. You look at the one month chart on the dollar. I have it here, I believe. Yeah, one month chart on the dollar, we're up two percent. You know, three three month, we're up three percent. Year to date, we're up three percent. You know, you look at the price of gold, the price of silver. Um, you know, year to date chart is pretty much going in opposite of the dollar. Then you stack that on with the yields. You know, that's why you're seeing the problems here. And you know, a stronger dollar is just. I mean, I I can I see it going a lot higher. You know, talking from like here to ninety four range, uh, and then from there we could see another leg up, or you know how the market consolidates. Um, depending on how people, how scared, how, how much this worries people. Um, so yeah. Um, PAVE, the Inf- Global Infrastructure Index, up 2.11%. Um, good to see there, you know, the cyclical trade moving up with the yields. You know, you look at the Dow, PAVE is pretty much similar to the Dow. 
um, copper up 68 bips. You know, we've opened up pretty low. You know, the low on the day was 3289, finished at 3373. So some nice price action there. Still down 68 bips, but you know, there there were buyers there. Um, Riot blockchain. <laughs> I looked at this thing and I always go, if it's under 40, you know, it's at 35, I'm going to buy it. I wasn't even, like, I didn't even think about it. And, you know, Riot rallied today. We opened up at 40, 40, 15, finished at 48, uh, 17. So up 5%, um, because we gapped down quite hard. So a nice, uh, rally in Bitcoin, you know, buyers showing up again. So that'll be interesting to watch. You know, I, if the dollar, so the dollar was stronger today, but, you know, people were still buying Riot. So, is this whole Bitcoin? I, I want to see this whole correlation between how the dollar moves and how Bitcoin moves. That's what I'm watching for. Coffee Jo up one uh, percent after hours. It's down one point seven nine percent. I was reading that there's a lot of coffee that goes through this Suez Canal. So I'm wondering if it's going to either cause the coffee price to skyrocket because there's a massive shortage of it, or uh, and there's you know there's still demand for coffee, but they can't get it out into people. So is that going to cause the price to rise, or is it just because they can't distribute any coffee? You know, if they have a lot of excess supply then it'll cause the price to plummet. So, you know, I'm just watching this coffee trade. You know, I read that there's a lot of coffee going through this port. So I wonder how it'll affect coffee futures. So that's just something uh, I'm keeping my eyes on. So I gave, so next, next stock we're going to talk about is GameStop, GME. Gave a massive rant on these meme stocks yesterday, I, I, I think. I didn't listen to my podcast, but I, I, th- I know I talked about them for a minute. And uh, we saw GameStop, I go, get out of it. You know, I think we're, this is the transition where you go down to the $40 level now. And uh, GME's at 183.75. We yesterday we were at 118, 120 bucks, up 52 percent today. I mean, hats off to those uh, Reddit traders, you know, the Wall Street bets gang. Um, but you know, is this sustainable? Is this going to continue to go up? I I clearly couldn't tell you because yesterday I said that you know it was going to keep going up. So. I know. I, I mean, I'm just in disbelief. AMC up 21 percent today. Went from eight bucks to eleven at the highs. Just uh, absolute madness. But uh, you got to report on that because you know that is showing that there's the market's broken. That these stocks are just have these wild moves, and we know they're not worth this much. We know they're not. The, the GameStop should not be priced at 183 bucks. So, interesting things to note. Is it going to have a drag on and cause more market volatility? I I have no idea. I mean, at this point, like, uh, it, it's just going to show me that the market is broken. And, you know, you got weird correlations going on with the S&P 500, NASDAQ, Dow, Russell 2K. You know, is this is this the top? This is this the top? Possibly. Today, today, just a fat dead cat bounce? Possibly. Uh, yeah, I don't even know what to say about these meme stocks, but we'll be watching them still. Not going to be doing any getting in getting in in them, but uh, it's always fun to just watch this price action. You know, tomorrow and we're up four percent too after hours, so you'll probably see you know GameStop goes up fifty two percent, up four percent. You're going to see a fat day from it tomorrow. Usually, from what I watch, from what I see when I watch it. But uh, anyway, then we got the emerging markets up forty six bips. You know, pretty similar to most of the U.S. charts. So. Good to see that the emerging markets are not down when we're up or anything like that. So, you know, promising signs today. You know, we could see a potential rally. We could see a potential rally. But uh, with this strong dollar, I just don't see it happening. Um, LQD, corporate bonds, you know, right when this, you know, auction happened, they got sold off because, you know, the yields on the the seven-year were going up. 
Um, so we're down 12 bips, down 55 bips after hours, which is not a good sign. You know, one week chart looks nice, one month chart's coming back, but you know we're still down, uh, uh, still heavily sold on uh, uh, heavy seller action, you know, bearish action here on the corporate bonds, um, high yield bonds. Actually, had people started buying them. You know, <laughs> we went from 86.38 to 86.66. Um, you know, the one week chart looks nice. The one month's not that bad compared to the corporate bonds. So why are people flocking to high yield instead of corporate? I mean, because you're going to get more, starting to get more yield on your, on the, uh, you know, high yield offers a higher yield and, you know, people are hungry for yield, right? Right. But is that, is that a good thing that people are putting their money into the riskiest debt versus, versus corporate debt, uh, versus investment grade debt? I mean, no, it's not. It's a concerning sign that, you know, people just have nowhere to put the, all this, like, money that the government's put it, putting in with a few weeks. They're going buying high-yield high bonds. I mean, I mean, and if you look at the year-to-date three-month chart, it's still, it's still garbage. You know, it's still down quite a bit. But today, to see, to see this thing up 17 bips and, you know, LQD getting sold off um, is just interesting to me. Uh, the 10-year... We finished flat on the day, but we went, did go from 159 to about 163 on the day. So some crazy action there. You know, this this whole yield, when, you know, the auction happened, we went from 16 to about 163. And then slowly, you know, the yields came back down and we settled down. But, um, you know, just interesting action to note in there. Um, and then... You know, sit on the five year on the thirty year yield up eighty six bips on the day. Five year yield up sixty one bips total. But you know, at the highs, we went from being up like flat on the day, even in the negative, to up like almost four percent. Went from uh, eighty bips, you know, point eight one to point eight four. So interesting action there. Um, definitely be keeping your eyes out on that. You know. Are these yields going to keep rising? And, you know, will it cause them, you know, the market's probably like, oh, the economy's improving. That's a good thing. But when it gets to a certain point, above 2%, the market will, will, will break. You know, if the yields start going down a bunch, oh, my gosh, no growth. What's going on? The market breaks. It's a, it's a lose-lose, you know, weird situation here. That's just what I'm predicting. Um, and then so, yeah, we got the uh, dollar up 28 bips, as I said. Um, you know, on the week looking nice, one month looking nice, three months looking nice. You know, will we continue to see this dollar strengthening? I think it's a it's a it's a possibility here. I think it's definitely a possibility. And then the uranium ETF up 60, 65 bips. You know, low on the day seven uh, about eighteen bucks, and then rallied to eighteen forty one. So uranium, that's something that I'm going to start researching. Look for looking for good companies because there's just a bunch of growth prospects over in that industry. So. Next thing to talk about, let's see here. Okay, so, you know, real yields today, they all rose, okay? They all rose. And so, like, I'm like, huh. So, I mean, I guess when you look at that, like, if real, real, real yields are rising, you know, the price of gold today went down, stronger dollar. I mean, it's very interesting um, that all the real yields are rising. Because if you go look at the actual yield curve, you know, the non-real yield curve, you know, the short end stayed flat. The five, three and five year actually went down and then the long end went up. So some weird action happening in, you know, the middle end of the curve, the long end, like are people, are vigilantes going in and stepping in? I, I don't really know. I, I couldn't tell you. Um, I just had this auction uh, here for the 10 year yield. We were the previous, like the, they're going for on the yield, the low yield on this, uh, here, I have it printed up. Yeah. Okay. 
the low yield was 80 bips, well, 0.08%, and the high yield was, you know, 1.3, so like a pretty, pretty massive spread there, and, you know, the last time this got auctioned, we were at 1.9, and we were like, now we're at 1.3, so, you know, not a lot of demand, well, not as much as demand as people would like, it was a pretty weak auction, so that's kind of concerning to see, you know, you would expect... Fed obviously we need people to be buying these treasuries right now because we're trying to get all this money out in the system so we got to raise it by issuing a bunch of treasuries and auctioning them off but you know if you don't have anyone who's willing to buy it then you're going to have a serious problem and that's a serious threat to the economy so just something i want to focus on you know it wasn't a terrible uh, auction like we had last month but you know cause for concern and then i just got some liquidity updates from the fred uh, you know, Federal Reserve Economic uh, Database, Federal Reserve Bank St. Louis. So the primer, so like these are just things I'm noticing. You know, we need credit flowing in the system, keep everything fl- uh, moving around. And you know, I'm just noticing that their credit facility from you know March 17th uh, to now was at 147 million March 17th, and now we're at 25 million. So you know, this cr- credit lines are kind of drying up. You know that credit these credit lines dry up then how do we keep you know the whole credit system flowing you know if there's problem in the credit system and you know there's no credit flowing then you know that just caused everything to collapse all at once you saw it last year um money market down from 591 million to 557 you know it's been going down gradually over the past couple of months same thing with the primary dealer credit facility so you know these the money market still has quite a bit of funds Primary deal says quite a bit of funds, but it's just interesting to notice that the, these credit lines, the uh, credit, it's you know we're, we're we're tightening right now. The Fed is tightening, and you know I think that's going to cause a massive strain on economic conditions, and they are not going to have to be able to do this anymore. They're going to have to reverse course and start putting money and you know going and putting money in these facilities. Um, amount of loans that we're doing actually went up, so that's a that's a good that's a better sign to see. But if the loans that you're giving out are going up, but you know you don't have credit in these facilities, little problem there in my eyes. So that's just something I'm keeping an eye out on. Something I want to, you know, bring, I look at these stats to see how liquidity is functioning in our system. You know, we function if there's no, if we're not liquid. If, you know, there's no liquidity in the system, then you know there's going to be some issues. So I just wanted to keep that on the radar. Um, and so on to housing. And so this is where I see, where I see like the the biggest headwind in the economy in that no one is even looking at this. So as I said earlier, you know, everyone's saying the economy is improving drastically. It's like, okay, cool. Like, you know, we got, we got GDP numbers today and, you know, we were expecting 3% growth, uh, year over year got, um, you know, sorry, 2% growth, uh, quarter over quarter, uh, Q4 and you got 1.9 versus two, but you know, still, still up nonetheless, uh, and, you know, we had a positive growth. Uh, sorry, that was on the GDP price index. We had 1.9 versus 2. On GDP, quarter over quarter, up 4.3% versus 4.1 expected. Uh, you know, GDP sales down two point, up 2.9 versus 3 expected. So, you know, yeah, it, those are decent numbers, you know, especially with the GDP growth, a little higher than estimates. It's good to see. We also saw jobless claims today, less than expected. You know, last week we saw a surprise rise up 781,000. Uh, this week we're actually down to 684, and we're expecting 630K, so 730K. So that's a good number. Will these, will these uh, trends continue? I have no idea, but, you know, 
So those are that's the good news. And you know the bad news here is just you're seeing that you know FHA loans uh, seriously delinquent. You know ninety days or more jumped eleven point eight percent in January, and then up to twelve percent last month. So like this is the biggest record ever. And you know why isn't anyone talking about these massive delinquencies? You know in the mortgage sector, subprime mortgages. You know were record high for subprime mortgage delinquencies. But you know people aren't talking about it because what's going to happen? The government's going to come bail them out. Sure, we can do that, but um. It's going to have some impacts. You know, we're going to see, uh, you know, there's going to be one day where it affects the banking, the banks, the Fed, printing more money. It's, it's not a good sign. These are not good signs of a strong, revitalized economy. If you have pr- prices increasing in food and oil um, and energy, but then you have housing prices collapse, then you're going to see a negative CPI. And people are going to say, there's no, there's no uh, inflation. And while there is inflation in certain sectors, but you know, it's not reflecting the CPI. So, you know, one of the conclusions is we need a new way to calculate inflation. CPI is completely loaded, BS, fake. Um, yeah, that's a little random CPI, but the delinquency rate for the largest 169 metropolitan statistical areas rose to 17.9%. That accounts for 6.6 million mortgages, okay? Delinquency rate exceeded 20% in the uh, 30 of the largest uh, metropolitan statistical areas, okay? So, like, you know, these big metropolitan areas, are 20%, the delinquency rate is uh, exceeding 20%. And the 30 largest in the countries, you know, that's like where the economic centers are. That's going to cause a massive collapse in the prices, prices of the, uh, of these houses. Okay. And you look at the price of the house, you know, you see these, uh, housing starts down, you see the existing home sales down. Okay. You know, this is going to have massive implications on our economy. And people are saying, oh, look through, we're going to have this massive uh, growth. But even during the coronavirus pandemic, you know, housing prices still continue to rise. Um, you know, it's housing bubble. We're in another housing bubble and people don't even understand it. So interesting thing to note there. Um, Fed gave the okay for big banks to buy, uh, back stock starting June th- uh, 30th if they pass uh, stress tests. And, you know, I'm not even here to talk about if stock buybacks are good. You know, Warren Buffett, all he did, he did, uh, for Berkshire Hathaway, bought back a bunch of stock this year because, you know, he doesn't want to invest anywhere else. He wants to invest in his own company. And so, you know, do I have any thoughts on the big banks uh, buying their own stock? You know, do I think it's a good investment? Heck no. Do I think it's doing the shareholders a service? Uh, Heck no. Maybe in the short term, yes. But long term down the road, no, because these banks are going to need the capital because, you know, if if there's a problem in the housing market, which I truly believe there is, there's problems in a lot of other markets, then it's going to have an impact on the banks. You know, there's, they ha- there is no need for them to be buying buying back stock right now. But if they want to do it, go do it. It's a free market. You know, I can't tell you what to do. I don't think the government should be able to, you know, regulate how business is operating. But, uh, you know, to a certain extent, you know what I mean? I love the free market. Um, so just my thought there. Um, we'll see, we'll see what goes on. Um, we all know Elizabeth Warren hates those buybacks, but you know, Janet Yellen actually was like, you know, share buybacks are good. And you know, they help, they help the banks, you know, Powell's saying we have the strongest banks ever. Um, I wonder why, I wonder how they have so much cash reserves. So anyway, um, I wrote down on my agenda today, maybe a little Kathy Wood rant. I'm going to save that for a day when ARC funds just gets obliterated. But on, a, on another note, just wanted to note that Fidelity is launching their first Bitcoin ETF. So 
leading the way in America, pioneering it. Uh, lots of money managers, uh, financial planners are probably going to start um, going into this fund to get their clients some Bitcoin exposure. So pretty cool to see. You know, I don't care if you're for Bitcoin or against it. You know, seeing a new ETF for Bitcoin is just very interesting to me. And, you know, it's the start of a lot a lot of new things to come, especially in this whole digital asset space. Uh, you could see Bitcoin ETF, a whole, uh, you know, they got the Bit, Bitwise 10, just uh, it's an index tracking the top 10 market cap in uh, cryptocurrencies. So you'll possibly see a huge rise in uh, ETFs in the whole digital aspect, asset space, opens up a whole other market. That's super cool. So, um, you know, I didn't really have a lot of other news besides that today, you know, but good day on the market. And so that's good to see for everyone out there who's long, you know, do I still think there's lots of risks? Oh yeah. You know, tomorrow's Friday. Do we see some selling into the weekend? I mean, maybe, maybe people taking profits or, you know, the greed, the greed is still here, man. Uh, the greed could still be here. So, uh, as always, thanks for tuning in. Have a good one.